There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Here with Jim Price, the one and only Jim. Thank you for Yo. so much for filling in for me yesterday. I had yep. to take my kid to the dentist. And uh, yeah, went well, but probably going to be expensive. But hey, that's life and that's how it goes. And mm-hmm. uh, we come into today, Friday, Fine. June 9th, 2023. With learning Should we call that, this the death of a nation? With learning today? that the DOJ has indicted Donald Trump and that he has to appear Tuesday in a federal courthouse in Miami, Florida. So going to be very interesting. The judge presiding over it is, I believe, a, uh, a GOP-appointed judge. It was a uh, predominantly, apparently, GOP grand jury that voted nine, uh, 12 to 15 to indict Donald Trump on these charges. And uh, in a red state. So they're, they're doing this, uh, what they cl- claim to be by the book. Now, the audio, that transcript that has recently came out is quite interesting because it, it's an audio transcript. And he's like, this is secret information. This is confidential. It, 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 right. And here's the thing is that if mm-hmm. Donald Trump has it and took it with him after leaving the White House, guess what? It's his. It's it, it's his. It was approved yeah. by Nara. <laughs> it was approved by Nara, Nara to go with. Him. Oh, I know her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nara is good the eggs. general archive. So basically, the way oh, it works yeah, yeah. is that <laughs> I know when when the president leaves the White House, they can basically. It, so there's something known as Orcon, right? Right. And this is originator yeah. control documentation. So there's various different types of classification. Typically, they they go with Orcon. So um, if the president basically has full authority over Orcon in the sense of any administration, any yeah, administration underneath him. So if it's DOD, DOJ, these types of things, the president is the head of that organization. And so he has originator control. Right. And so this is kind of where the Presidential Records Act comes in and, and all this stuff. So if Donald Trump had, like, let's say, a memo from Milley which was outlining a, uh, you know, hey, Mr. President, this is what we think we should do with Iran. We should attack them. And this right. was given to President Trump. That goes into his presidential records, whether it was top secret at the time or not. Um, Donald right. Trump has the right to declassify that, throw that in the, the gambit of documents, and then take them with him. And, you know, right. if the, the National Archives wants to come back and say, hey, we want to look at that and all that stuff, uh, they can do that. But... What What is the concern here is, at least from the indictment we're seeing, is that Trump said on a phone call, I, I don't know who this was with, I believe it was in an interview in 2021, that uh, he was talking about this is Millie in the DOD who said that, not me that said that. So he was asked a question, um, I, we heard that you wanted to attack Iran. And he said, no, that wasn't me, this was Millie in the DOD. Um, I got the papers right here, and he pulls out the documents. And he's on a phone call, by the way. This isn't a Zoom call. This is a phone call. And he's saying, I got the documents right here, and I'm looking at them. I can't show them to you because they are classified and confidential, but I got the documents right here, and I can't declassify them. He means there is make them public. He can't make them public because he's no longer president. 
What he's ah. saying there is, I have the records, which the president can hold originator control classified top secret documents when he leaves the presidential office. Okay, mm-hmm. understand that. He can take classified documents with him that retain their classification as president or as former president. Right? But here's the thing is he can't make those public, which means that declassify them for public distribution. So what he was saying in this, from what I'm getting from it, is that, hey, I got these documents in front of me. He said it right here. It's right here in the memo. This is from the DOD and Millie. This isn't from me. I can't declassify this right now because I'm no longer president. But he has full access to have it because it was originator control documentation and that he can hold classified documents. And he was storing them in Mar-a-Lago in a controlled facility guarded by the Secret Service that NARA had came in and basically the FBI and NARA came in and said, hey, you need to have better security on those on that vault. And so he did. And so basically what the original charges that were bringing up against him was not the handling or not the, the possession of classified material. That's not in question. Okay, and this is one of the big misconceptions out there is that he had possession of classified materials. That's not what they're going after him. It's the storage and the handling of classified material, which they're going after him. And apparently what they're saying is that the FBI and NARA said, hey, look, you have some documents that we want to review that are potentially national security information. And he said, no, (laughs) I'm the president. I took them with me. They're originator control documents. Like, no. But they're like, well, then you need to secure them better. And he's like, okay. And they up security. And then that's when the FBI went in and raided it. And the federal judge put a hold on it to review the documents, all this stuff. Um, so th- this is, at the end of the day, and if you look at kind of uh, legal <laughs> precedents, right. um, it was ruled, I believe, in 2013 in the Sox, uh, the Sox Act with Bill Clinton that there's, yeah, it is actually a D.C. court case um, already right. ruled in 2012 case that Trump's right to hold White House documents um, in their ruling of Bill Clinton's right to hold secret tapes um, is completely fine. And that he could he could hold right. them anywhere he wishes that he gets to determine the security of the holding of those documents. So their case really has no legal precedence, but it's all show. And what they're doing right, right. now is they're trying to disqualify him from running for president. So what you're going to see is you're going to see him go in. They're probably going to try to arraign him. I don't know if they're going to try to cuff him or whatnot. Probably not because Mm -hmm. he is a former president. But this is what I suspect is going to happen, is they're going to try to make a back-end deal for Trump to drop out of the presidential race. Ah. And he'll receive no charges. Um, If he doesn't, what they're going to do is they're going to try to push this and they're going to try to make it such a big issue through propaganda of the mainstream media that disqualify him through the 14th Amendment. Because if he's found guilty under the Espionage Act, that disqualifies him under the 14th Amendment from being president. So this is kind of their, um, their last battle right. situation that they're trying to stop oh. Donald Trump. Um, and this is what I believe. It's going to yeah. fail. It's going to blow well, what up if in they, your face miserably. What if it goes to trial, and obviously then all of a sudden all these documents that he has have to be disclosed in the trial? Nope. Is the government going to come in and say, oh, you can't use that in the trial because those are classified information, so you can't release it? 
in the trial? Does that you see what I'm saying? Right. So you're right. And what'll happen is the um, the judge will be granted. I believe it's called a special review. Right. And so let's say that these are special access programs or just TSSCI type of information. So the judge will be granted a, a special clearance to review the documentation. And then the judge will hold a hearing with national security experts, DOD, whoever is the originator of these documents. Um, and they will basically uh, put up their case of why this information cannot be made public in a court of law. And the judge right. will be the ultimate determiner of that and give guidance to the jury upon the documentation if it's determined to be um, uh, what is called national defense information or national security information, NDI. You know, I'm um, just tired of all the secrets. Can we just stop? Can we just stop with the, the Ma, this piece of paper is better than this piece of paper and these words put together mean more than these words put together? Can we just stop? I mean, is there really stuff that we really do that's this – I mean, come on, man. Everything can't be classified. And I know in the military, you know, the stuff that I did, there was sometimes they classified things. I'm like, you guys are just doing this as a blanket statement. Like, that not everything in this in this packet is classified. You know, there may be one or two pages of this or something that are even a paragraph, but it doesn't – everything's not classified. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – I'm tired of it. It's just, just be honest. Just tell us there's UFOs. And we already know about the – we already know about the Dark Knight – a satellite that does uh, polar, you know, orbiting. We know that it exists, but we don't want to talk about aliens. Can we? What are we talking about here? I mean, well, just just so, tell us. So there, there, there's okay. So if everybody has been kind of paying attention, there's a lot of news out there about UFOs and recovered alien craft and all that stuff. Um, a whistleblower came forth. Um, I have become somewhat of a, um, a subject matter non-expert on this but i do have some connections i'm working with that are very well connected um and and i've seen a legitimacy of information on this topic i was actually mm -hmm. on uh, clayton morris's show yesterday redacted uh discussing this and there's there's a connection here for everybody out there to understand that yeah. donald trump took much information with him and the information that he took with him would pertain to an insurance policy, what he would consider to be a trump card. And yeah. this is what has them so scared. Because Trump has the trump card. And the trump right. card is basically is if they persist, he's just going to release the information and let the world deal with these people. And so the information that we know that he potentially has was information pertaining to Hillary Clinton's deleted emails, information mm -hmm. pertaining to the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, also known as Crossfire Hurricane mm -hmm. Binder. Um, now mm -hmm. there's other types of information pertaining to um, nuclear weapons, nuclear armaments, these types of things, all of which the president would have Orcon control of and, and be able to actually have and hold in a secured facility, but no other president has actually done that in the sense of holding them in a secured facility. Um, and nobody, no other president has actually uh, been tried for any of these types of things. So there's, there's like no legal precedent uh, before, for all this. Uh, that, oh, actually, the legal precedent before all of this is actually um, in favor of the president here. Now, yeah. with the documentation that apparently they were looking for at Mar-a-Lago, um, and this comes from relatively good sources, that when they went to Mar-a-Lago, oh, 
we're going to have to take a break. We'll, we'll be right back yep. after the break. I'll discuss this, explain it all, and hopefully bring some uh, reprise to this. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. And talking about the Mar-a-Lago. So this yeah. is what I'm hearing through the, the grapevine. Is that when the FBI went in the Mar-a-Lago, they were looking for specific documents that we would be considering to be an insurance policy or a Trump card for Donald Trump. What they found is, remember those folders that they took the nice picture of and they kind of yeah. put everything in a nice neat... Um, those yeah, folders were empty. To... <laughs> the folders were empty. <laughs> We've got them. We've got so, the folders. Yeah. yeah. So apparently <laughs> what they did is, uh, well, the Trump administration knew that they were coming, firstly. Okay? Right. So yeah. anything that they would want to preserve, um, maybe that they didn't um, know that they had. And by the way, when, when you leave the White House as president... There's a log that is is taken. So when mm-hmm. you take things from the White House, you make a log of everything. And so any right. documents that you take, they, they all have to be logged. So they, yeah. they know what they take. And, and NARA actually goes through and says, okay, this is good. This is good. We want to review this document. We want to review this document, these types of things. And, and right. so this is why it's so unbelievable that this is happening but that they're backtracking on their own process right i mean we both are in the military i mean the military can they they can stop the world from turning in paperwork man they just i mean they document everything to you know double triple documenting reference documents and everything else so it's kind of to say that they didn't know what he had come on man well and then (laughs) this is the thing is they were looking for information that they believe he has that he's not supposed to have or that they don't want him to have, right? But yeah, so the go. documents that they apparently found at Mar-a-Lago, were bl- uh, most of them were blank folders with the classification rate ratings. And we know this from the original Mar-a-Lago reports, and we know this, well, because Donald Trump said, oh, they planted evidence. And so what Donald Trump's trying to say is that they put evidence into those folders after the fact. And that's the thing is he, he's got a log of everything he has. Remember, they, they handed that log over to NARA when NARA was asking questions like, what do you have? And he sent them that information. These are the documents we have. So um, what potentially were those documents? And this is where it gets really interesting into a lot of the stuff that's happening today. Um, from what we've heard is there was JFK assassination documents that are still classified. Oops. There Oops. is um, <laughs> documents pertaining to uh, what we consider to be UFOs, unidentified flying objects. There right. was the Hillary Clinton emails, which potentially contain special access program information, um, which is relevant. And then yeah. there is the Crossfire Hurricane binder, which we know was actually declassified binder. January 17th. And what's being I don't, that's here, a lot of crime. If you have a binder of crime... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what's what's being contested here is not – by the way, I want to reiterate this – is the charges being brought up on him are not having the information. Okay? It's not having the documents that he has. They're not contesting that. What they're contesting is his storage and handling and potential release of classified information. That's what they're saying. Okay? Nice. 
So they're saying because of this audio and some of the documents that, that basically he's shown classified documents, top secret documents, to people who were not supposed to see it after he was president. What? That's what they're saying. So um, if the, okay, this is the whole thing though. But then when they say he unclassified him, but then they're reclassifying him, that is a trap. I mean, that you can't be held no, liable no, for no, something no, that no, changes. No, no. So what? here's the thing: is like like I said. It's when the president leaves the White House and takes all the records with him. Right. They're they're not all pu- they're not public domain. No, okay? I, I get that, that. That's one thing to understand is the documents don't become declassified for public distribution. Mm-hmm. This is the I think the the semantics that is wrong with what's being said. The president can retain classified document documents under the Presidential Record Act, and he is the one who gets to hold those documents. Okay? Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, he can take a yeah. top-secret yeah, yeah, yeah. document yeah. with him, and he just becomes the holder of it, the originator control of that document, but he's got to store it correctly and properly, and he's not supposed to... You know, go out there and give that to the New York Post and say, "Hey, look at this document. It's classified. Here you go." So this is right. the this is what the allegations are: is that he had classified documentation that he showed or gave to people who were not supposed to have access to it after he was president. Now, if this was like when his tweet came out that they wanted me to attack Iran, which was classified information, and he gave that out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is why they couldn't go after him after it, because he was president then there, and he felt that it was reasonable information to release to the public. And so he released nice. that classified information to the public through the tweet. And so he would be able to do that as president. As not being president in 2021, they're saying that he released confidential or classified information to people who did not have the clearance to have that information. But here's the thing is there's no proof that any information that other than already public known information was given to the public. Mm. So he was on a phone call. It's an audio recording, right? And he's contesting this, uh, oh, Millie and the DOD, I got the documents right here in front of me. Look at this. Look at this. When he's saying look at this, he's talking to himself while he's looking at it on an audio phone call. How can the person on the other side of the phone look at it? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get he it. He goes, I can't show you because I can't declassify it. I'm not president anymore. So what he's saying is I have classified documents, which he's absolutely able to have. I'm looking at them right now. I have the memo in front of me. It wasn't me. It was a DOD and Millie, which this was already public knowledge. Okay. Yeah. But I can't show you the proof because it's classified. So what CNN right now is doing is spinning the audio recording because that's the best evidence they have, which isn't even evidence. There's no proof anywhere that any classified documentation was shown to anybody or released to anybody. And if right. it was, I'd like somebody to show me this, this evidence that Donald Trump gave classified material or showed classified material to somebody who was not authorized to see it. Right. Yeah, show me. That, uh, give me the witness the that said yeah. that they. I saw stuff I shouldn't have seen. You get right. Yeah. Can we do that? Give me the witness that says that I've seen the classified documentation. Right. Now, let's say that it was one of Trump's lawyers that he was talking to. Okay. Right. And Trump, in front of the lawyer, showed the lawyer this classified document. 
Right. Now, that brings in a completely different scenario here because that lawyer and Trump are protected under attorney-client privilege. Uh, So, for instance, let's say a whistleblower comes forth, right? Mm -hmm. And the whistleblower is like, hey, I got some classified documents that I want to file in a whistleblower complaint. Well, he's got a lawyer up, right? And that lawyer most likely doesn't have a security clearance, but he's got to show the lawyer the documents to prove his case. Yeah. So now you get into this kind of uh, this this gray zone of legality, right? Right, because the yeah. lawyer needs that information in order to help represent his client, but the right. lawyer doesn't have the security clearance to see that information. But so that that's maybe where the gray zone comes in, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually what they're trying to do here. Yeah. But here's the thing is that lawyer coming forth and saying, yes, I've seen the classified documentation, that lawyer has now broken attorney-client privilege, which is breaking the law, and he'll face criminal charges. <laughs> so right. there's there's so much here. Um, yeah. in, in Trump showing his lawyer these documents proving his case, his point, um, I don't think is going to be viewed by a court as criminal. Right. So – this is going to be really big, but then get into the UFO documentation because so this is basically this just process crime. It's like a process crime, right? Because it's not actually an action like procedure. It's yeah, yeah. It's just oh, you you didn't get the cart before the horse. The horse in the cart, and so you're wrong. Right. Like what? Well, like what? also, this coincides directly with the uh, the the holding of contempt of Congress for director of the FBI, Ray, which on the same day that the indictment for Trump came out, wrong the same moment, Ray finally released the document, which shows conclusively that as vice president, Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian official for $1 billion in aid money, uh, which is quid pro quo, treason, pay for play. It's all of that. But this happened like twelve years ago, or an eight, nine years. I mean, oh, this yeah, is not yeah, like last it, it week. Did. Yeah, this no, is it almost a and decade the FBI old. Has been holding on to this for a while, and that information happened to be released on the same day of the Trump indictment. But nobody's reporting on it, and nobody cares Oops. to report on it. All right, we'll yeah. be back with more Dark Delight shortly after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight show. So, yep. let's get into yes, a few things here because. Number one is we have the distraction for the Joe Biden damaging information that came out. And, yes, there's a lot of distractions that came out. We had the whistleblower complaint that came out about the UFOs. We have the Donald Trump indictment that that all come around on around the same time of the Joe Biden information. And and that was well strategically planned by the DOJ, the FBI. Okay? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing is the information for the UFO whistleblower and the Trump indictment Right. This was not information to squash the Joe Biden information. So it wasn't like created psychological warfare information to squash the Joe Biden information. It was just timed yeah. release. They knew that these things were coming. And so what they did is they went to the originators of these, this information and they said, hey, do the indictment on this day. Hey, release this, uh, the, the, the report on this day. Or, you know, right. let's, let's make sure that, you know, if, like, because, um, the, the whistleblowers that went forth with the UFO evidence, they had to negotiate with the intelligence community on what was known as the declassified report. Right. And most likely what the IC did is they came back after deliberations and said, okay, you're good to release this on or around this date. 
Right. Okay? So that's why this timing comes about. And they use that as a distraction. It doesn't discount the information that's right. being put out there. Now, Donald Trump, if everybody remembers, in 2020, former Israeli space defense minister, the head of Israeli space defense. This is like the head of NASA here. The head is the NRO here. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. His name is Hamia Ashen. He came out, he was 87 years old, well-retired, but still connected in the intelligence circles, claiming that Donald Trump in uh, 2020 had met with what was known as the Galactic Federation, a group of extraterrestrials in our galaxy that uh, were monitoring Earth and humanity and their progress, and that Donald Trump wanted to make an announcement about it. Mm-hmm. But he was squashed on that. It basically was told it was not the right time and not a good idea by the Galactic Federation. Okay? Nice. Now, this is important because guess what? That documentation of that is known as ORCON, Originator Control. Mm-hmm. It's held by the White House, which means that that document is in where? Presidential records. Yep. Which means that Donald Trump has that documentation because he right. takes it with him because that's his documents. Now do you see where this goes and how this yeah. is damaging information? If Donald Trump came out there and, oh, oh, oh my bad, Once, oh, this information got leaked. Yeah, there's a Galactic Federation. There's a whole bunch of different species of alien races that, were, uh, that are monitoring Earth. Right. <laughs> what does that do? Oh my goodness, it opens up a can of worms and that's I believe that that information along with potentially anything else that's in these memos can be the Trump card that is played against him because I believe that that stuff has a lot to do with what's happening on the planet. Now, now that Galactic Federation type talk right there, these aliens, I don't think that they are malevolent. From everything that we've heard from uh, former defense minister of Canada in the 1960s, Paul Hellyer, who coordinated right. with the U.S. defense minister, uh, uh, defense department during that time, um, who was told by the U.S. Secretary of Defense um, during that time that the United States of America was in negotiations and talks with nine species of extraterrestrials. And that was specific, that it was nine species of extraterrestrials during right. that time. Of which that uh, uh, I think seven of them were deemed um, benevolent, and two of them they did not know too much about. Right. Okay, so this, this backs yeah. those claims up. But here's the interesting other parts of this: the whistleblower that just came out. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's one whistleblower who went public and did an interview with the debrief. Right. And he claims that the United States of America had Department of Defense has recovered um, dozens of alien craft, partial and fully intact, that have either landed or crashed on this planet. Okay? And so that right. makes you wonder how are they crashing this type of thing, right? As well as alien bodies. And then the interviewer asks him a question like, uh, wow, these are space, you know, spacecraft. And he corrects me. He says, these are technical vehicles not necessarily spacecraft from Probes. an exotic origin. Now, those words are very specific, especially with a person who's science-minded and military and intelligence. Right. Because what he's telling you with those words is that whatever these craft are, they determined that they're not extraterrestrial in origin, 
and that they're not spacecraft. <sighs> so, what can of worms <laughs> does that open up? Well, that tells you right. that this is different than what we've talked about in the sense of UFOs, extraterrestrials, uh, Paul Hellyer, the gla- that type of stuff. But it shows you wow. that potentially these are crypto-terrestrial, which means that they exist on our planet. They live among right. us. They live under the water or something oh, like that. Come okay. on. <sighs> um, or something even more strange, which would be interdimensional. Now, right. from what I've heard from my sources that in the congressional testimony done by three whistleblowers, and mm-hmm. the one whistleblower that came forth and did the interview, this is the one guy that knows the, the least about this. He's seen the documentation, but he didn't have firsthand experience in the projects, in the special access programs. Right. Okay. He ran these programs, basically the overview programs for the NRO and such. So these guys actually came to him because he was running the program, and that's how they all got together. The other two guys are remaining anonymous at this point. Uh, potentially, right. they are. what I've been told is they're going to come forward. And these, these three guys, when they went out there, they con- filed a whistleblower complaint. They called Congress. They got uh, uh, represented by a former inspector general who is read in on these SAP programs that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. They went out there and gave their insurance policy in case something happens to them to right. some very prominent UFO investigators. Which I had like promised it. not to release the information unless they give the go-ahead to release the information. Right. Okay. So this brings a massive amount of legitimacy to these gentlemen's claims. Now, some of the words that were discussed in so they they testified into a small panel of the House and in, Intel community. Right. Okay. Um, there was word that an Indiana congressman was present. We've conf- uh, present. We've confirmed that this was uh, Representative Andre Carson. Right. From Indiana, and um, that the. Members of Congress, when they were first heard these whistleblowers, they were laughing and didn't take them serious. Right. Then they opened up a suitcase, pulled out some evidence, popped in a DVD, and showed a DVD of U.S. intelligence officials communicating, talking directly to what they called an extraterrestrial or a being of unknown origin. Right. Okay? Now, some of the words utilized in the congressional testimony were words like supernatural, supernatural phenomena, uh, words that are utilized apparently in the classified report, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, were words like demonic. So these are dimensional beings then? Not alien, but dimensional. This is the thoughts here, that these are potentially dimensional beings. What I mean by that. Um, if you start going back into history, you go to the Book of Enoch, the Watchers, if you go into the, the Gnostic, Nag Hammadis, and you start hearing about the Archons, what you see mm-hmm. is throughout history, there's this influence by these, uh, these beings on this planet that have special powers to influence our, our planet and, or our, our reality in a certain way. Um, in the Book of Enoch, they were thrown into the depths of the abyss for 90 generations, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, in the Nag Hammadi, the Archons were locked up. So what we see here is that potentially these beings are not new, that they've been here for a very, very long time. 
And in a mythological, allegorical, or even religious context, this could have been the origin of where we get the word demon, demon, which means disembodied spirit. Right. Okay? And this is where yeah. this kind of influence from those higher dimensions actually came from and where we get this idea of, of, of Satan and Lucifer and fallen angels and um, the Nephilim and all this aspects is because maybe it was really, really something real. Absolutely. And that it had an influence on this planet, absolutely. And we defeated them at one point in time, and they left, and somehow they were brought back. And that maybe it's not in the sense, and I'm just speculating here, people, okay? Is that if we looked at it from a scientific perspective instead of a religious perspective, what we find is that these are interdimensional beings. They live on a different dimensional or frequency or vibrational plane than us. Right. That have the ability to influence our reality, much like if you went into a uh, um, an an ant hole and you started taking twigs from the ground level and poking them down through into the ant home, the ants mm-hmm. would all of a sudden notice this massive new shoot coming through their home, and it would destroy you know, all these different levels and they would have no idea where this came from. Well, we're able to influence their dimensional reality without them really noticing. Taking a fish out of the water is another example. You take a fish out of water, you just completely change its dimensional reality and it has no idea what air is, right? Right. right. And That's so maybe it panics that, and flops around and does all that good stuff. Yeah, so maybe that there's a scientific explanation that what we call interdimensional beings is actually what the religious context was calling demonic beings or fallen angels and it makes a lot of sense when you start looking at this in this perspective uh, and not necessarily saying that all of these beings were demonic in that sense alright we'll be right yeah. back with more Dark Delight show right after this Dark Delight on the WYSL stations alright back to the Dark Delight show yep. alright so Jim kind of like the way I'm looking at this is that uh-huh. you know these the, the information that these whistleblowers are bringing out is potentially um, very, very crazy, and it can mm-hmm. change the perception of of humanity for a very long time. Um, but right. but is it really that crazy? Because have you heard of Skinwalker Ranch? Oh yeah. So there's yeah. there's various different programs that went on there. The the Bass program, the NIDS programs running in Bigelow Aerospace. Uh, the DIA mm-hmm. ran some programs out there. Uh, ATIP, all that stuff. Um, right. and, and there's certain phenomena that they encountered out there. Um, cryptid animals. Um, you know, there was UFOs. Uh, there was things manifesting in front of physicists and then dissolving in front of them. Yeah, it's and uh, <laughs> I've, I've been looking at this for a while because we're going camping out there this summer, and right. not necessarily, we're going to be about thirty miles away. But um, I've been thinking about this because I, I, I study the occult. I study a lot of these, uh, like the magic, the ancient magic stuff, and right. this is not something that I've uh, um, something new to me. So one of some of the reports are these investigators from the Defense Intelligence Agency. One of them goes by the code name Axelrod and so forth. When they left Skinwalker Ranch and went home, this these these things followed them back. It's called the hitchhiker hitchhikers scenario. 
And so the whatever this stuff was, the poltergeist type of activity, would follow them home. And not only follow them home, but also it would like affect their neighbors and their kids' friends and stuff like that. And this was well right. documented by the Defense Intelligence Agency. Well, and, that's and see, this is the part where I wish we just come on, just tell us, man. <laughs> I don't know. Can we sign a release form that says that you know if we lose our mind, you know we accepted the consequences? Mm-hmm. Can we? Is there a way to? Can we go in the skiff? I mean, how does this work? We just want to get the information out there, right? We want to be able to talk about this in real time and quit doing all the speculation because it creates a lot of disinformation that keeps us off focus. What we could really be learning from it. Yeah, and. My theory, though, is mm-hmm. that Skinwalker Ranch is that there's something buried under it, buddy. Buried? Buried. Mud flood buried. So oh. my theory is that um, – so a lo- for, for anybody out there, a lot of my research has been on um, what what is known as uh, the communication with God in the occult in the ancient world. And what this meant, because there's many interpretations of the word God, there's many interpretations of communication and what all these meant. And there's patterns that I found in researching various different gods and goddesses within mythology and religions that points that there was actually a methodology of communication with something that was beyond this world. And that whatever that something was, is it had the ability to influence this world. And exchange cool. information and knowledge and technology. And so uh, we'll get into it in a second. I want to go to the calls real quick. Let's yeah. go to the calls. Dan, Kylerville. What's up, Dan? Hey, Josh. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good. I was just curious on the, you know, you're talking about all this demonic Nephilim UFO stuff. If you've ever heard of a guy named Chuck Missler. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who hasn't? Oh, okay. Chuck. Okay. Yeah, because I just remember hearing about all this stuff, like, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, before, like, you know, all the hard evidence about the UFOs came out, because he was supposed to be, like, up there in the intel community, and I just remember him talking that it was real, and that was his thoughts, that they were, like, interdimensional or demonic or something. I was just wondering if you had heard of him. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Chuck Missler, I mean, I believe he was uh, U.S. Navy. Uh, he yeah. was in the Navy for a while. and Air Force, he had some... actually, I think. Was it? I'm pretty sure he was Navy. But he was in the Navy, um, and he worked in the intelligence communities. And he, he he made some claims like that. And, you know, also uh, Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper made those same claims that these were demonic entities from another dimension, potentially. Um, but I think that what we're seeing here with like things like Skinwalker Ranch is that there is an energy that basically is being emitted in these areas that kind of trans translucates the dimensionality to where when people go to those areas, they take that energy with them and that allows these things to come through. Um, it's just a, it's just a theory. I'm working on it right now. Um, but I think that there's something, a real phenomena going on here. And when that guy said exotic origin, immediately went to interdimensional. I went to one of my contacts and I said, what do you think about this? He goes, from what we're hearing is that these things are not extraterrestrial, is that they're potentially interdimensional. Um, but that's in the classified briefings and we, we don't have that information of where their origin is. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, 
I think that this goes hand in hand with the Bible, with religion, with spirituality, with ancient history that's been hidden from us. And I think that potentially what we're dealing with is a enemy that is influencing this planet from potentially an interdimensional level. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks, Dad. Take care, buddy. You bet, man. Thank you. Hey, your buddy... uh, your buddy Potato in Chief there uh, just gave Ukraine another two point one billion dollars today. Well, in it military was also aid. your buddy McCarthy who approved it. You're <laughs> <laughs> not my buddy. I took him out of my call log. Yeah, I was like, hey, buddy, yeah. I can't have you in my contact list anymore. So no, no, I, I, these you know they're all rhinos. We know that, but yeah, guys, you just spent another two billion dollars a day. How you feel about that? Ukraine's um, Ukraine's worth went, worth dying on that heel for. We're gonna be great. This will end well. <laughs> we don't care. Hey, what's uh? What do you think about uh, the 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 rebound on uh, Bitcoin lately? You got about three minutes there. We could spin uh, this the out. Rebound at the end on Bitcoin. Well, that's a, a massive change in topic right there. Well, you're welcome. We're uh, here to the, please. The Bitcoin rebound the other day happened because of the indictment on Binance and the seizure of the uh, the assets of the U.S. assets, and so people were selling off all of their assets off of Binance U.S., which caused right. uh, crypto and, and Bitcoin to start increasing in price. I think that we're going to see uh, another drop in Bitcoin. It's going to start dropping down more and more, and. Uh, yeah, we're going to go down to that $24,000 level. And I think that there's going to be a large attack on crypto here in, in the relative future. And I think that we're going to see, um, you know, eventually. Does the XRP thing ever go off? No. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't put too much hope in XRP. I think it's a good investment. I, I think it'll definitely do a 10x or 15x. But I don't see right. it being what a lot of people are claiming it to be. Right. Hmm. All right. I was just wondering. I mean, there was a bu- there's a bump around there, so I thought, well, what's going on there? But uh, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. That currency you got in your pockets, uh, those denim dollars are worth holding on to. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not, they're not. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my shipment to come in today. I think it's. I was hoping it was going to be here yesterday or today. My silver shipment, so. Very cool. Uh, get I'm that silver, guys. Dr. Kirk Elliott out there. Get it in your uh, your 401ks and your IRAs, man. I'm yeah, absolutely. You. The the, no, the economic collapse is coming, and the attacks on crypto are just proof of that. The reason they're going after Binance USA, the reason they're going after cryptocurrency is because they want you to go bankrupt. They want that massive transference of wealth. They don't want you to have any money with everything that's coming. And what is everything that's coming? Well, there's a big grand conspiracy that's being unfolded right before our eyes. And whatever they are, whatever whoever they are, we know that there's a potential for them to start taking over this planet. They want to control this planet through a totalitarian, technocratically controlled, oligarchical ruled dictatorship. And they're making every move and stride to do that right now. And the first thing that they have to do is eliminate Donald Trump from potentially winning the 2024 election. And, you know, they they said, well, they stole it in 2022. They stole it in 2020. Why didn't they just steal it in 2024? Because that would promulgate scenarios that they don't want to see unfold in this world. But they were more than willing to allow to unfold. But, hey, guys. That's all we have for you this week. Don't yep. forget to uh, catch the Jim Price Show uh, at jimpriceshow.com later on today, as well as conversations yep. on the fringe tonight where I'm going to be going in-depth 
with uh, another UFO investigator about all this information on Conversation on the Fringe on redpills.tv. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You take care. Jimmy, you have a great weekend. Everybody over at YSL, have a great weekend. Take care. Have a good night. We'll see you next time. Machine.